You're listening to the Up to Date Podcast, which gives you insight into the dating scene. Coming to you from J-Tribe Radio, my name is Malia, and I'm sitting down with parents, Sharkhanim, and singles to get their view on the dating scene and how they can make an impact. This show is brought to you by David Miller Studios. What better time could there possibly be to flatter oneself with dating appeal and light up one's look this Hanukkah and into the new year? Now through the end of January 2020, for a limited time only professional photographer, David Miller will be offering both headshots and profile pictures to Jewish singles living in New York City. No need to travel. David will come to you. Just mention Malia's show and receive 30% off the normal cost of your portrait or headshot with David. David has been a portrait and wedding photographer for 12 years and focuses on producing outstanding imagery. And just like your local dentist, he'll make you smile. David can be contacted through Instagram at David Miller Studios or privately by phone. DM at The Malia Life to get this phone number. Welcome to the show. This is the Up to Date Podcast. I'm your host, Malia, and I'm sitting down with Rachel, who's our special guest on the show tonight. How are you doing tonight, Rachel? Very well, thank you. So Rachel has been in the dating scene 30 plus years ago, and now she has her own children in the dating scene. Many people talk about dating and Shidochim, and there's many different attitudes and perspectives in Shidochim. And we are going to sit down with Rachel and discuss what her perspectives are in the dating scene. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's go. Okay, let's go. So I have some questions prepared for you tonight, and I'm just curious... How was the dating scene back then 30 years ago when you were involved in the dating scene? Because I know, I know that nowadays the dating is resumes and pictures and it's, it, it is a hard thing that people are going through in Shadokim. How was it back then 30 years ago when you were in the dating scene? Well, I can only speak from my experience, but I see that from my experience, it was a lot, it's a lot, was a lot different then than it is right now for my own girls. So what, in what aspect was it different? Was did you, you didn't have resumes, I'm assuming, did you? No, there was no issue with resumes whatsoever. So did Shar Khanim come up to you? Was it regular people, your friends, your family? Who was setting you up? I was set up by a lot of different people, um, a lot of friends, and I did also go and seek out um, Shar Khanim. So what did you, what was the, why do you think, I guess, people were setting, like, not only Shar Khanim, why do you think family and friends we're setting people up more back when you were dating than nowadays. Because nowadays it's the shachin, wow, the shachin. Everybody's relying on a shachin to set you up. But back in the day, you're saying that a lot of family and friends were setting you up. So why do you think that was the reason? It seems now that there are a lot more professed shachanim that require a resume and require a picture. Um, 30 years ago, we didn't have any idea with a resume or a picture. It was somebody who set us up, was somebody who would meet us, um, who knew us from before, and thought of some uh, a guy that they knew and thought maybe you know we would like each other, and then they would set us up. It wasn't relying; we weren't relying on anybody who we didn't know. If, however, I was told, "Oh, maybe you should go meet a, sh- a shachin," I did do that. So, did you ever lose hope in the dating scene when you were dating? There's so many years people date for, and it's very hard for some people. Did you? ever lose hope or you just knew that you were going to find the right one? No, I never lost hope. 
I felt that there was somebody out there that was going to be special for me, and I knew that I was going to find him one day. That is amazing, Bitachon and Hashem, that you have. Now, as a parent, let's switch over. As a parent, is it harder for you to see your child go through the dating scene, or do you think it's harder for your child who is going through the dating scene? I personally think it's harder for my kids. I believe that there's somebody out there for them, just like I believed, I believed it for myself. But it's hard when you see a lot of, you know, your friends getting married or they don't go out so often and then they get married right away. That It's hard. And then you have to keep going out. I think it's hard. I think it's harder for the kids. I hear that. Also, as a parent, what is something that you generally look for in a guy? Like if you have guys coming to the house or you're looking into guys, is there one thing that you're like, this guy must have or you want a guy to have for your children? Well, some things don't change. When I was dating, the idea of Midos was paramount. That was the most important thing that I was looking for. I wanted someone with stellar Midos, and that is what I want to look for for my kids. That is that is the most important thing. I agree. Shad Khanim always asked me, me being a single... Um, Shad Khanam always say, what are you looking for? And I say, you know, I'm looking for good mitos. And they're like, no, no, I'm asking, like, do you want a learner or a worker? What are you looking for? And I'm like, good mitos. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but but what do you want? So it's very important to realize good mitos really is above all. And I, I do agree with that statement. Now, people nowadays are telling everybody, all my friends, me, and anybody you meet, segula, segula, segulas. There's such an important thing on segulas. Was there anything back in the day that you took on when you were dating 30 plus years ago um, about like any segula that you took on for yourself that you're going to, that you tell your children to take on? Or do you see any segulas that your children are taking on nowadays? How do they compare? What are the, the segulas? Well, when I was dating, the only segula that I remember was saying Shir Hashirim for 40 days. That's the only thing that I remember, but I never did it. <laughs> you seem to be <laughs> laughing at that. Why is that funny? Is it because nowadays everything is segula, segula, da'asei nishmas, which are, these are amazing things, amazing to do segulas, but is that why you are laughing and you are smiling a lot right now? For the listeners, you cannot see, but Rachel is smiling, and so she, she just loves this question. I think that for myself, I just believed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to send me someone, and Shira Shirin was just way too long for me to say every day. But I will take on any segula that I can so that I can help my children find someone that they will really cherish. I love that answer. <laughs> now, as, as you are a parent, what is your experience with Shadchanim? Are they easy to get a hold of? Do they understand who your child is? Do you feel like they know who you are as a person and who your family is and that they could really set you up or your child up with a true match for, for them? Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of a complicated question. The truth is that any Shadchan that I've ever spoken with has been absolutely um, terrific. They've been sweet. Um, they try their hardest. They do their best to set up set up my kids 
they want to they want it to work they want to they want them to have a good experience and if they feel that the person they set that they were set up with isn't for them then they they understand maybe they want it to go you know they try to push a little bit that you should try again but i think really um, the Shadchanim that we've spoken with, they really, truly, they have this true desire to make a Shirach. They really want to see people happy. So why is it that you see Shadchanim or your children going or your, your, your daughter's friends or your son's friends, they go to Shadchanim and the Shadchanim seems so eager to set them up. Yes, we have a great guy, a great girl for you, but then they never come through. Not never, but a lot of times they, they they go to meetings. They meet with Shadchanim. Me, but me, like you know, I I go to Shadchanim and Shadchan's like, I have a great guy for you. Then they never follow up. So, do you know? Like, is there a reason for that? Do you, is it the singles? Is it our job to keep reaching out all the time to Shadchanim to remind them of who we are and that we exist? Or do you think it's all in the Shadchanim's hands? Do we need to daven more? What is your per- perspective on that? Um, I think that it's really this, the whole issue is really in God's hands. Um, we try the best that we can and we try to look the best and act the best and be the best people we can so that we can have our true, our true ziva come to us. Um, and as soon as possible, I, but I truly believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one that is Mizavik Zivugim. And the Shadchanim who are, are out there that are trying to make these, these uh, matches, they are just, um, you know, doing God's, God's uh, will. Okay, now we're going to change a little bit of topic from Shadchanim. We're going to dive right into the dating aspect. Now, is there any way you prepare your children before they go on a date? Like, do you tell them what the purpose is for a first date? Because first dates are sometimes people get very stressed out, very nervous for a first date. They don't know who they're going out with. They get nervous. How do you prepare your kids? What do you tell them is the purpose for a first date? So the first date, I think that m- most people out there will will agree that the first date is just for the to see if the couple can get along and have a good time. Doesn't have to be anything serious. Could be a little bit of seriousness in the date, but it basically is to see if you can get along, if you're on the same wavelength, if the personalities mesh. Um, that's basically it. But I did tell my kids that when I dated, even if it was a first date, I had always in the back of my mind, can I see myself with this person? Um, that was always a you know running theme on every date. But it's not that every date was serious. You know, even one, two, three the dates in the beginning, you know, were are fun, and you know, you just want to see if you can get along. But always with that seriousness in the back of your head to not that you're just going to have fun and, and it shouldn't be without a tachlis, but to think of the tachlis in the back of your head. That is very good advice for the singles out there because it puts in your mind that you're not just going to be dating forever or for however many months. It puts a thing you're dating for a purpose, and I think that's what you're saying. You're dating for a purpose. Now, if your child comes home from a date and they really do not have a good time, like at all, would you push them to go on a second date? How important do you think it is to give a guy or a girl another chance? There's two aspects. If your son came home from a date and really did not have a good time, would you tell him to go out again with a girl? Because maybe it was just first date, you know, nervousness. And the same thing with a girl, with your daughter who's, who's dating. If she came home from a first date with a guy and she was really, 
she really wanted to say no, but would you push her to go out? Like, do you think there's a difference between boys and girls? Because boys definitely get more resumes. And how would you answer that? Well, I can say from the flip side, if you go on a go on, if they go on a first date and they have the greatest time in the world and it's the and so fabulous and everything, it doesn't mean that that's the one. It could just be that they had a really good time. Um, it could be the second date might not even be as good. But looking at it from the other perspective now, from the way the question was asked, that if they didn't have such a good time, it depends why. If you have concrete um, reasons why the person doesn't have um, stellar midos and their real reasons, then there's a reason not to go out again, that I believe. The, the midos is the underlying factor, and that you can see on a first date. Are there any deal breakers that you that you tell your your child if you see this on a date you are not going out again? If you see any red flags, like I know a lot of people talk about the the guy who honks his car or is not nice to the waiter. Is there any other specific? Now you don't have to answer this if you if you don't feel comfortable or if you don't have anything that pops into your head. But are there any red flags that you could look out for that you could prep a single and you could say look out for this when you're dating or you're on a date? Um, off the cuff, I don't know, but I do think that if there's anything, um, inappropriate whatsoever, it doesn't have to be anything so concrete, but anything, even just something little that's inappropriate, then that's something, a reason to say no also. Yeah. Cause I know someone, one of my friend's parents are very into, if there's any red flags on the first, second, third and fourth date. Their rabbi says that you have to say no to that person. There should not be any red flags. Now, any red flags, some people don't know what red flags are. People can't pick up on them. And a lot of people always talk about what I just said, the honking and the the guy who's not nice to the waiter. But there are so many other red flags that people don't even realize. Like if he makes a comment or he's running ahead of you, do you believe that the guy should should wait for the girl or... Like, if, if your son is dating a girl, he shouldn't speed up ahead when they're walking on the street, let's say. He should wait for her, and they should walk together, right? Agreed. But that's all under the huge umbrella of having good midos. If you have good midos, if you yourself have good midos, you'll be able to recognize it in somebody else. Sometimes people are, they don't really care. They're not so interested in, in um, every single little you know, thing that the person does. They're not looking at it because they themselves don't don't act that way. So maybe for that person, it won't matter. Um, everybody has a different level of what is important. So everybody has to look out, you know, from, from their own perspective. But that's why I tell my, you know, tell my kids that when you're on a date, you always have to have in the back of your mind, can I live with this person? I hear that. I hear that. Now, Rachel, is there any advice that you would want to give to the singles who are listening and the people who are waiting so long to find their Bashar? There are so many people out there that are such good, amazing people, and they're just waiting and trying. They're, they're doing their ishtadlis, calling Khanim, going on dates, sending out resumes. Do you have any advice to give them hope? Because, again, you said you never lost hope when you were dating. Do you have any advice for our singles? Um, I think that everybody has to do something a little bit different. 
I know when I, I dated a long, I, I dated a long time myself. And then the one time that I said, okay, I'm going to change something in the dating. That's when I met my husband. And I hear that a lot of people do that. I know a friend of mine, she takes on a mitzvah, a special learning. Every time one of her kids is in Shadokim. Just to take something on a little bit extra, maybe a, um, a special mitzvah, I feel that that maybe brings the shidduch closer. So what was it that you changed, if you don't mind sharing, Rachel, um, in your dating? Rachel's smiling again. <laughs> I see you like this question, too. Do you want to answer it? Would you like to answer it? I can answer. Um, I think that, in general, I'm just very serious and so on dates, I was very serious. And then for this date with my husband, I said, you know what? This time, that's it. I'm not going to be so serious anymore. I'm going to try to be a little bit more uppity, and I'm going to smile more, and I'm going to laugh a little bit, and I'm going to try to make the day a little bit lighter. I don't know if I succeeded too much, but that was my mindset, and that was the first time I did it, and that's what worked. <laughs> that's, that's awesome that you're able to do that change and make yourself a little bit more uppity. Here's the thing. I'm very upbeat and very, you know, positive and the word, the adjectives that you, that you described, maybe I should become a little bit more serious. Do you think that would work? I don't know. And I'm not going to tell anybody anything to change in their own self. That is for everybody. Just look at on your, in your own, on your own self. But I know that I, I tell my kids that I feel that um, having Hachnas' Orchem in our house helps them bring, you know, that, that shidduch a little bit closer. Uh, you have to look around, and I really believe that you have to take on something that will show Hashem that, look, I want to take on something extra so that the, the, you'll help me with my shidduch and you'll bring my shidduch closer. Thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate you sitting down with me right now. We will be back with an entertaining game called Questions on the Parasha. And Rachel is going to be joining us for that game. Now, how many questions will Rachel be able to answer or will she have to eat instead? Well, stick around because we'll be back after we play this song on jtriberadio.com.
Podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and I'm here with my special guest, Rachel. We are about to play Questions on the Parsha. That was Moshe Tischler's song, Bishvi Lee, on the Up to Date Podcast. Now, this game, Questions on the Parsha, I am going to be asking Rachel questions about her dating life 30 plus years ago. If she could answer these questions, that is amazing. If she cannot answer these questions, she's going to have to eat a jelly ring. Are you ready, Rachel? I hope so. I really hope you know these answers, because do you like jelly rings? I don't love them. Uh, do you like them even a little bit? Because I do not like jelly rings. I love chocolate, but jelly rings is not my thing. I don't mind a couple. I hope I don't have to eat 10 of them. <laughs> well, shout out to Chocolate Chic for giving us the, the, the chocolate um, rings. The What did I call them? Chocolate rings? They're not called chocolate rings, are they? Yeah, They're called chocolate rings, you see? I didn't even know what they were called chocolate rings, but thank you, Chocolate Chic, for these, what? They call them jelly rings. Jelly rings. Thank you, Rachel. This is why I needed you on the podcast. They're called jelly rings. I knew something was like wrong with that. But yes, thank you, Chocolate Chic, for the delicious jelly rings, or will they be delicious? Because I will not be eating them. You're, how many do you think you're going to eat? I hope not more than two. Are you serious? Let's see. I want people to tell me if they like jelly rings. I think we have to ask like a lot of people if they like jelly rings. How many people do you think like jelly rings? A lot or like not so much? 
I don't know. I think in our household, very few people like jelly, period. (laughs) Well, getting straight to the questions. Number one, Rachel, what is the weirdest place a guy has taken you on a date? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. Well, you've got 10 seconds because you are going to have to eat a jelly ring in five, four. Do you know? Do you remember? Okay, so I remember, I don't know about weird, but this was maybe a less satisfying date where I was taken to the beach late at night where no one else was there. I guess it wasn't, I guess it probably wasn't good. And it was freezing cold. What are you talking about? (laughs) A guy took you to the beach on a date, on a date at night? No idea why, but we went to the beach at night and it was pretty cold and I was freezing, and he was pretty cold too, but he'd never offered me his jacket. So I guess that wasn't such a great date. Wow. Well, guess what? The next question was, what's the worst date you've been on? I'm assuming that's the one. Am I correct? I think so. Was it one and done? Was it the first date? Give us some background. We want the juice. Or should I say jelly? No, it wasn't one and done, unfortunately. We went out quite a few times. Oh, my God. What number date did a guy take you to the beach? That is so not appropriate. (laughs) I think that was the first date. And you went out again? I thought you said you were done with him after that. I thought this would be the last date. You're telling me you went on a date with a guy after he took you to the beach and did not offer you his jacket. Yeah, I was really young. And you're telling me that was also the worst date that you've been on and you still continue to go out with him? I was really young. I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, gosh. You must have been very, very young for that. Now, next question. Are you ready? Or do you want to eat a jelly ring? Here we go. What is the strangest thing a guy has said to you on a date? I don't remember. (laughs) I have no idea. Really? You are going to eat that jelly ring? What does strange mean? What is the weirdest and oddest thing? Because I, right, right now, that coming to my head, um, if any of the guys I've dated are, are listening, my name is Malia, by the way. I don't know if you remember me. But I know exactly what the weirdest thing a guy has said to me on a date. And yeah, I did not go out with him after that. Well, I dated quite a long time ago. Okay, well then, one jelly ring for you. We are tallying up the jelly rings. (laughs) Rachel has got one jelly ring she has to eat by the end of this interview. Hooray. Are you excited? (laughs) Hooray. Let me tell you, these jelly rings, they're not just small jelly rings. They're nice, big jelly rings. Okay, next question. This is a yes or no. Shouldn't be that hard. Did you ever ditch a date while you were on it? No, I didn't. Wow, you are amazing, Rachel. <laughs> Were you I know they didn't they don't use this they uh, they don't use this term back in your day. I'm not trying to call you old or anything. But um back in the day back in the day in your day they haven't used this this term called ghosted. Do you know what that is? Do you know what I'm referring to? No, we never we never use that term. Exactly. So I'm going to explain to you. When someone's ghosted, it means that somebody's talking to somebody else and then they literally disappear out of nowhere. But nothing happened. There was no fight, nothing. They're talking, everything's normal. And then the guy just or the girl just ghosts them. They just disappear. That never happened back in your day. Nobody used that term. No, we never used that term. That didn't happen to me either. I feel like life was so simple when you lived. (laughs) Am I correct? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit more than it was, than it is now. But wait a minute. I just re- remembered something. I remembered a weird thing that a guy did on a date or he said. A guy came about an hour and a half late to a date on a Sunday. And when we got in the car, he reached into his pocket, in his, in his shirt pocket, and he pulled out something that looked like two tickets. And he said, oh, you know, I have two tickets to the New York Experience, which was uh, like a little um, movie slash show in Manhattan. There was no set time for the show. You walked in, you bought the tickets, you waited until the next show, which was one every hour in the hour, and you went. Now, I didn't know that, but he pulls out these tickets, looks at them, and says, oh, I see that we missed it. Okay, sorry about that. And he puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> that is so funny. So you didn't do that in the end? Didn't no, go. we didn't do that. <laughs> that is very funny. So I'm going to skip over the ghosted questions. Rachel has redeemed herself. She's down to zero jelly rings. Zero jelly rings. Uh, so we're going to skip the ghosted questions, okay? Because I'm assuming that you've never ghosted or you've never ghosted or, ghost, or were ghosted by someone. Is that correct? Correct. Ah, next one. I need some nice music for this. La, la, la. What is the nicest place a guy has ever taken you on a date? Um, Do you think nicest or the most fun? Nicest. Like a prettiest place. Did you ever go to a garden or or you told me earlier before when we were prepping this interview that you liked Kedem. Was that the nicest place or funnest place? So Kedem was really a lot of fun, and it was a pretty long date, but it was outdoors, and it was in the fall season, so the drive up to Kedem was just beautiful. But I also liked the Helmsley Hotel. I remember I was there, too. What is that? Is that still around? I don't know. What, it's just a hotel? It's a lounge? It was very beautiful. Wow. That's nice. So I'm assuming you like drives and nature if you said that the ride up to Kedem was beautiful. Well, New England is so beautiful in the fall. You, can, you just can't beat it. Okay. This is going to go back to the guy on the beach. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is going to go back to the guy on the beach because the next question is, tell me about a guy you regret dating. Is it the guy on the beach? <laughs> I guess so. I had a lot of guys I regretted. Really? Tell me about another one. I think that every experience makes you stronger, right? Every experience is there for a reason. So I guess I don't really regret any of them. There weren't any absolutely terrible dates. That's amazing because people nowadays, oh my gosh, the stories I hear from my friends. Wow. Those, they regret dating those guys. Do your children by any chance ever have like really bad dates that you're just like, oh, I wish my kid never went out with that, that person? Um, a couple here and there. Most of the time, it's when the guy is inappropriate. Oh, gosh. So we're going back to the beach. Okay. Next question. What's the stupidest or dumbest thing you ever did or said on a date? One of my friends, by the way, just to let your brain think for a minute, I'm going to tell you guys my, uh, a story of my friend. My friend went on a date with this guy, and she sits down, orders a drink. She spills it. Goes all over the table. Guy's like, no problem, no problem, I'll bring another one. Brings another one, a minute later, spills it. He's like, what is wrong with this girl? He's like, don't worry, I'll bring another one. The waiter was so nice, cleaned everything up. Brings another one, she's like, I'm not going to spill it. She picks up the cup, not lying right now, she picks up the cup to drink. 
cup slips out of her hand and spills literally everywhere. And the guy's like, after that, no more drinks for you. We're only doing food. No more liquids. <laughs> so that was a really funny story. What has the, what is the dumbest thing or, or silliest, stupidest thing you've ever said on a date? Well, one thing comes to mind when I went to the Helmsley Hotel, that it was one of the very first dates I went on in New York, and I was taken to this Helmsley Hotel, which was very, very, it was very pretty. And I looked around at the hotel, and I said, in the room, we're just sitting in the lounge, and I look around, and I say, oh, I always wanted my house to look like this. <laughs> I'm assuming the guy was like, not going out with you again. Is that what happened? Yeah, he didn't want to go out with me again. Oh, gosh. I, I'm sorry about that. Well, you're married for how many years now? 30. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, but not to that guy. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Two more questions. Rachel has to get her... I need to get her to, to eat a jelly ring. Okay. Okay, let's see. Have you ever bumped into a guy you dated? And if so, what did you do? Um, for the most part, if I ever bumped into anybody, I probably said hello. But there was one time where we went, um, Pesach to one of these gyms. I forgot what were you, it was. Wait, were you married already? Like, what's the, you went by yourself with your friends? No, we, my, our family went. We had uh, quite a few kids at that point. And, um, there was a circus and all the kids went to see the circus, but I was in a Velas. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go into the circus with the music and everything. So I stayed back and I was with one of my other kids who was maybe roller, rollerblading and I was watching them. And then I really think I saw a guy that I, um, dated seriously for a long time, but I didn't say anything to him at all. Did he look at you or did, did you guys like notice each other? He looked at me, but he was with his his kids, just like I was with one of mine, and we just like hesitated and just pretended we didn't realize that we knew each other. Wow. So Rachel, those are the questions I have for you today. Now listen, you did not have to eat any jelly rings, and we have a dozen jelly rings sitting right now on the table right here, about to get eaten. You could ask me one question. If I get it wrong, if I cannot answer it, I have to eat all 12 jelly rings and I really don't want to. Or you can pass and say, okay, no questions. But if you would like to ask me a question that I have to answer, it will be questions on the Parsha. I will answer. And if I can't answer, I will be stuck eating the 12 jelly rings. And I really do not want to. Would you like to ask me a question or no? I don't have anything deep, but I can ask you one. Okay, should I go for it? I really want to be able to answer. Do you think I'll be able to answer it? Do you think I'll have to eat the jelly rings? I think you'll answer it. Okay, so what is the question? Where would you like to be taken on a first date? Oh, I love this question. So I've been to a lot of places on first dates. I've been to steakhouses, basketball games, lounges. I really hate Starbucks. But one of my favorite I, one of my favorite places, not in the world, it's not, it's not like a place. I happen to love rooftops and I, I just love walking on, on top, if, especially if it's like Manhattan skyline. I love rooftops. So if a guy would take me to a rooftop, either restaurant or bar or lounge, that would be my like perfect first date. Because you know what? I, first dates, 
sometimes you don't have anything to talk to the guy about. So you need something else. So let's say there's nothing to talk to a guy about and you're on a rooftop and there's so many different buildings. You say, oh, what's that building? Oh my gosh, the, the Twin Towers used to be there before they burned down. Now it's the Freedom Tower and the Chrysler Building, the Empire State Building. There's so much conversation that can be had. But if you go to Starbucks, let's say, there's really, what? There's tables and chairs. Do you hear? Yeah, I hear you. Well, Rachel, we both did not have to eat. Our chocolate rings, our jelly rings are still here. Thank you, Chocolate Cheek. Go follow them at Chocolate Cheek on Instagram for providing us with the amazing jelly rings that we did not have to eat. (laughs) We're both happy about that. Right now, I'm going to be playing some Simcha Liner. When we come back, we are going to be talking about our advice column, giving some advice to Yitzi, who wrote into the show, asking advice on one of his recent dates that he that he went on one of his recent people that he dated so stick around right after this on jtriberadio.com
Welcome back to the Up to Date podcast. That was Simcha Liner. My name is Malia, and I'm here with Rachel, and we are up to the advice column. Now, our audience members have sent in questions about dating, and our first one is from Yitzi, and I'm going to read it right now. If you want to send in a question, just go to up to date the podcast at gmail.com. Now, here is Yitzi's question. Hi, Malia. I heard about your podcast and I'm writing in to get some advice on a recent date that I just went on. My best friend has a sweet younger sister and for quite a while, it was suggested that we go out. Many people approached me, including my Rav. I was hesitant to go out with her because I was worried how it would affect my relationship with my friends if things didn't work out. I decided to give it a try and so we went out once. I know that there is an unspoken rule that you always go on a second date but I just really don't feel like there is any potential in this relationship. Because I know the girl from before, I am very friendly with the entire family. I want to know if it is acceptable for me to decline a second date. Wow. That was a very good question. Now, I'm going to pass this on to Rachel. Let her give her opinion on this answer and let give your opinion. What do you think about this question? What's your opinion on this? I'm sure that this question is something that everybody is faced with at one point or another. Both the guy, the girls, you know, always wanting to figure out, should I go on the second date? Should I, should I say yes to the second date? I don't know if it's going to go anywhere. You know, in general, they say that, you know, it doesn't, the second date doesn't harm anybody. But I think that one interesting approach would be that, Maybe the guy doesn't, if he's not 100% sure what he should say, and it is a little bit of a sticky situation that he doesn't really want to go out a second time, who says the girl wants to go out a second time? Maybe he should just let the girl be the one to say no, and or at least answer first, and then he'll be able to feel out if she really wants to go out with him again, or if she doesn't want to hurt him either. And... If he ends up going on a second date, it won't be the end of the world. It's not like he's fooling anybody. I agree with you to let the girl answer first. I know, I know the Shad Khanim always call the guy first and the guy gives an answer. But in this case, if the girl wants to go out again, I think he, this is my opinion, I think that he should go again because somebody has to be really bad and uh, give a really bad impression for, uh, for somebody not, to want to go on a second date. So Yitzi, um, my advice to you is if she wants to go out again, go out again, because if you don't go on a second date, it is, it is hurtful if a guy says no after just one date. So go on a second date, and if it's still not shy and you don't feel any, any potential with her, then, then don't go out again. But give it a second date. Always give it a second date if you can, unless you really do not, do not want to. But in this case... Second date, right, Rachel? We're agreeing second date? Second date? Yeah, I agree. A second date's good. So that was our advice column. Again, if you want to send in any questions, send it to up to date the podcast at gmail.com. I will look through your questions and I will answer as many of them as I can on other shows. Rachel, thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate it so much that you came to sit down with me and talk about dating. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was great. And guess what? We still have those jelly rings. <laughs> if you like to try one or still no? Yeah, I don't mind. I'll probably try one. 
Okay, so right after the show, we are going to try with me and Rachel together. Rachel, let's go. Let's pick it up. I got my jelly ring. Go get yours. Take okay, it. Okay, thank you. Okay, we got it. See you back next week. This is the Update Podcast. I'm your host, Malia, right here on jtriberadio.com.